amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio.
But when he all of a sudden rescinded and and, and, and pretty much reneged on what he said and started to offer co-champion, that's what I had a problem with. With I mean, and, and it's not Baylor TCU's fault. It's just it's the Big 12 doing a disservice to both Baylor and TCU. All he had to yep. come out and say is, stick to his one true champion mantra. After all, Baylor did, t- did beat TCU head-to-head. So technically, Baylor were they like the Baylor Bears were your Big Twelve conference champions for 2014. So this is why I think I think that that um, Osby tried to have his cake either two. I thought that he figured that he had two one-loss teams that were ranked I think third and sixth respectively in the college football playoff poll. That he could. Somehow get both those cats by having this cake and eating it too. But they didn't count on Ohio State curb stomping. It wasn't just curb stomping, it was a violation of Wisconsin <laughs> with the third string quarterback, 59 or nothing. I mean, what the hell? 59 or nothing with a third string quarterback. And of course, you couldn't deny the Ohio State after that. You're not going to kill Florida State out, first of all. That's the only unbeaten team in the Power Five Conference. You're not going to kick out Oregon, and you're definitely not going to kick out Bama. So, as the saying goes, by saying fair, Big 12, now run along, grab two more sorry ass teams. I'm thinking Cincinnati and BYU, even though some people say Cincinnati and Memphis for some reason, and have a conference championship game like everybody else. Let's say you, my friend. Let's get your beef okay. off your chest right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well. Yes, sir. After about a day, I mean, I still still, I still I have beef with the committee, but after listening okay. to a couple of things, reading a couple of articles here and there, I, uh, something was said that, that kind of resonated with me. Had okay. this been the order last week or last week's poll didn't exist and we saw the final four? A lot of people wouldn't be upset, including myself, because there's no way okay. that you could potentially deny the top four that are in there. Within the past couple of weeks, they've played some of the best football in the country. Right. Now, with that said, <laughs> last week did happen. Yeah. And yes. for some reason, the committee was bold enough to put TCU third ahead of an unbeaten Florida State team. Now, yeah, exactly. I will say this. I thought that, and excuse my French, the committee was a little chicken shit in terms of <laughs> placing Florida State at number four when they did. I truly believe yes. that they should have been placed at number four when they struggled against uh, Boston College. Now, okay. gotcha. I was under the impression that things that would be taken into consideration would be uh, strength of schedule and strength of opponent and, and how well you play them. They struggled yeah. against a, a Boston College team that wasn't ranked, and they've been struggling against teams all year long or have been in situations okay. where they've had to barely win games. Mm-hmm. So I thought that they should have been placed fourth a couple of weeks later that week they lost to Boston College. But they went right. ahead and, and they – I don't know what happened – but they decided that because, of course, this this entire system is not transparent with the committee. But they decided to mm-hmm. put TCU third ahead of Florida State. 
with that done, and another thing that I heard being said that basically the poll, especially the one given out by the committee, is a week-to-week snapshot of what has happened in college yes, football. Okay. With that being the case, with everyone else at spots one, two, three, and five, all basically winning by more than 20 points or 25 points, even if you want to be that uh, that generous, mm-hmm. and Florida State only winning by two, you would think that the team that's number four would be the one to fall out of the top four, not the team that's number three being jumped by the team that was mm-hmm. – uh, Ohio State was seventh, right, or sixth? They were sixth. Ohio State was – no, Ohio State was fifth. I thought. They were fifth. And okay, Baylor was sixth. Baylor was sixth, yes. Okay, so for, for TCU to drop three spots to six, in my opinion, I understand that they played a weak team. I understand that, you know, there was no conference game played, and I have my opinions about that. We'll talk about that a little bit later. With all of that even said and done, because Florida State, of course, they played their weaker teams throughout the year as well. You can't give me the mm-hmm. argument of, okay, it's when you play your weak team. It's the fact that they play the weak team. Yes, I don't think yes. that TCU should have dropped out. But like I said before, had last week's poll never existed and we look at what we have, I wouldn't have been upset. But for whatever reason, the committee just decided to fall in, in my personal uh, opinion, the pressure yes, of public opinion, and decided to say that, hey, you know what? We have to keep this undefeated Florida State team in. I'm not even going to go through the whole thing of uh, 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 a reigning champion. I don't, I don't even like using that term, the, the term of okay. you know, uh, reigning yeah, champion. And, yeah. yeah, and you've seen my beef with that. But even with that yeah. said, I think they came under personal uh, of, of, of pressure of public opinion and decided to keep Florida State in and had no choice but to move Ohio State above TCU. That's my, that's my opinion. Okay. So before I get into the Florida State side of things, explain to the folks out there who wasn't reading the the, the, uh, the thread on Facebook about your beef in, 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 in different places, it is, on the, the term <laughs> defending champion. So please oh. describe what, you, what your beef was to the term defending champion. Well, and then once again, I know a lot of people, and as you saw, have disagreed with me when it comes to this point. There, in my personal opinion, there is defending champions only occur in three sports: boxing, okay, MMA, and if you want to count it as a sport, professional wrestling, because okay. these are, are are sports in which a person or an individual, an individual or a team that is that is crowned a champion, has the yes. ability to go out and lose that championship to set opponent at that point in time. The only Another reason why I say that there's no such thing as defending champion is because of the fact that these champions are crowned at the end of the year. So they're the champions of last year. And, and, and every year there is a new champion crown. So you can't be a defending champion if you can't necessarily lose that championship whenever you play. You can't wait into another title game in order to lose a championship. In my personal opinion, you should be able to to have an opportunity to lose a championship whenever you face an opponent. 
that's my thought behind the whole defending champion thing and why I believe that they don't really exist outside of those three sports. Okay. Well, how about this? That's too deep for me. So I'm going to stay on the simpler hand. <laughs> just have the defending champion in all sports. That's what I play along. Uh, anyway, listen, I'll let it slide. I'll let it this time. Okay, good, 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 because I small enough to hang. Um, <laughs> so going back to the going back to the argument about Florida State winning close games, and uh-huh. I'm not hopping on you because you are a part of millions who said the same thing. So, mm-hmm. so let me just get that out right there. Here's how I would count that. Of course, I'm an ACC guy with the NC State undergrad, and I'm somehow not ashamed to admit that. But um, that's okay. As far as uh, oh yeah, that's okay. Uh, as far as um, as far as who Florida State plays, because I know people clown the ACC like you know many of us tend to do um, in uh-huh. football. Um, let me just count up and say this: Florida State has played the most teams with top fifty defenses in the nation. Uh-huh. And Clemson is top ranked defensively, top ranked in the nation. Clemson, okay. Um, well, let's see, that's the rate first. I got the list in front of me, so I'm not guessing. Um, Louisville is ranked sixth in the nation in total defense. Okay. Uh, Florida, the Oshawa, the Florida Gators, are ranked ninth in total defense. Uh-huh. Boston College, the four missing Boston College, is ranked 12th in total defense. Okay. U is ranked 14th in total defense. Um, I should have had it from Syracuse. Sorry, sorry, offense and all, um, is ranked 27th in total defense. Wow. And Virginia is ranked 30th in total defense. Now, that's more than half the schedule right there, but I'm not done. Wake Forest ranked 41st in total defense. Mm. Finally, my beloved NC State Wolfpack ranked 49th. So what I'm trying to say is this. Is that you know hard enough? Okay, let me just make one last point, and then I'll let you have the floor. Okay. It's, 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 it's hard enough as a defending champion to, I know we had, we, we love that term, to go through a season <laughs> unscathed to get to the promised land. It's even tougher, A, to have to go against the top 50 defenses in the nation, and mm-hmm. B, have the same, most like all except for one, well, actually, all of them, hell, all of them. Give, give that team its best shot, the best shot, because they're either conference rivals or, in the case mm-hmm. of Florida, an arch rival held been on revenge of playing and Will Muschamp's following game of coach. So there you have it. That's my defense of Florida State playing on what people think are unnecessarily close games. you got to look at the whole package. These are your – Conference rivals and your arch rival in Florida, okay, mm-hmm. gunning at you. I think Louisville is a great addition to the ACC, by the way, but we'll get into that in a minute. But, oh, yeah. Um, fuck Maryland, by the way. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. I know you're a Maryland guy. Okay, yeah. Sorry about that. I had to get that out. Um, you know, I'm just saying it's not, it's, it's, people can't just paint that with a broad brush to say that Florida State's the weaker system of the four. I think that's totally unfair, and I think that is, you know, it's like I said, if you're the defending champ, you're going to get everyone's best shot, period. So, 
which I had had before. So they, they didn't mean to cut you off early. So I'll let you get your own No, that's quite all right. That's quite all right because actually you were cutting me off from giving you a compliment. I don't know if oh. that's something that you came up with. And if it is, I'm just letting you know that right now. The whole top okay. focus defense thing is something I have never heard anyone say all season long. I have heard an individual say that a couple of the teams that you named were top defenses in, in, the, in, uh, in the country. But I didn't know that that many teams that they have faced are top 50 teams nationally. That's something I had no idea about. Yeah, Florida State, yeah, Florida State, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, I applaud you, I credit you, and I'm letting you know now I am biting that that is going into my repertoire. So that is something <laughs> that I will be using. With yeah, that sure. said, Use away. you know, I, I will have to say, out of the top four, they do have the third weakest strength of schedule uh, uh, amongst the, the, the playoff teams at 36. Okay. You know, I don't want to go ahead and make this a stat show, but even with the close games, out of the four teams that made the playoffs, they yes, have the most games where their win total has been by 10 or less points at seven. And when right. you look at that in comparison to Oregon, who, has, who hasn't won a game by less than 10 points and have won eight games by 20 or more, yeah. you know, it's, it's kind of hard, you know, to, to – well, it's not hard to put them at number three. I still believe they should have been at best if they were going to make it in at number four. That's my personal sure. opinion. But, okay. But if it, you, you, you can't deny, and I completely agree with you, that you do have a target on your back when you win a championship. Because, of course, everybody, everybody wants a piece of the chance. Everybody wants to do that. Everybody knows that. And you're right. absolutely Everyone correct in terms of the out-of-conference in-state uh, rivals. Alabama also blew out that same team in Florida, even though that was earlier in the year. They did beat them by 20. That's true. That's so, true. Very true. That's correct. You know, you start looking at common opponents. Didn't Alabama also beat uh, Oregon, not Oregon, but Oklahoma State as well? Uh, you talking about Florida State? No, uh, Alabama. Oh, Alabama. So, Okay, so 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 what's on? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm looking up something right quick as well. Sorry about uh, that. I'm just looking at no. I'm sorry, Alabama beat uh, Florida. That was their common opponent. I was trying to remember who was a common opponent. Uh, whose common opponent with Florida State was uh, Oklahoma State, but I can't seem to remember at this moment. Oh, so just um, just well, outside of TCU and Baylor. Um, I don't think uh, Alabama nor um, Ohio State nor uh, uh, Oregon played OK State this year. Okay, that's, I, I thought I saw that somewhere. Like I said, I, there's a chance of me being wrong, and of course I oh, was. No worries. But with that said, um, that, 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 those are my like, situations in terms of you look at their record against top 25 teams, uh, them, well, Florida State, actually. Florida State, Oregon, and Ohio State against top 25 teams at the time, they were all undefeated. Uh, but you start looking at wins against top 10 teams at the time in which they played them. Well, actually, Oregon is the only one that has two wins over top 10 teams. Mm-hmm. That, that's also very interesting as well. But mm-hmm. 
I was just concerned by the fact that, and this is my personal belief, that Florida State should have beaten teams more handily than what they did. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people haven't respected FSU throughout the year. And being that fans understand three things, wins, losses, and uh, uh, the amount of of points in which a team wins and or loses by. You start going into calculations and equations and stuff, and and then you start going a little bit more subjective and then how badly or how much of game control that exists between a matchup. Game control. What what does they even mean? You know what? And I've had this discussion before. Uh, Game control could probably be better explained as style points. You know, how dominant uh, a team is against a particular opponent. And you would expect a better team to have more game control over a lesser opponent, especially mm-hmm. if you're talking about team against an unranked team or maybe even a top-five team against, say, a team like 20 or less. You would expect them to be mm-hmm. a lot more dominant in terms, in terms of game control. But when, you, when you're talking about maybe uh, top-five versus top-ten teams, Maybe not as much control, but if they are more dominant against those teams, it, it, it seems it, it would shine a little bit more for for whoever the winner is. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I mean that's I mean that's that's that, that, that's you know that's fair to those fair points, um, but even still, with TCU, I'm gonna shift gears a minute. But people. Mm-hmm. Saying, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but I've heard people say this, that why, why not from, well, actually, you know, a lot, a lot of hate towards Ohio State, but why not from Florida State for Baylor or TCU, mm-hmm. one of those cats? And, you know, like I said before, people don't get the fact that, the, the first of all, the, the committee was obvious that they penalized both of those teams, Baylor and NTCU, for not playing the conference championship. I really did in my heart that they, 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 I think, in my heart, I think that they punished them. I don't know, Scott. I'm, I'm, I find it interesting that the committee says that they didn't, but they looked heavily at the fact that Ohio State did play that extra game. And yeah. this is the thing that, that, that makes it more interesting to me, and this is part of my beef. It's the fact that the committee went ahead and made TCU third overall last week, knowing that they get to have a conference championship game next week, or the following week or this past weekend. It's not like this was a surprise to the committee, where the committee had no idea that, oh, next week they don't have a conference game. Oh, my God, but we put them third. Oh, what do we do? They knew that when they did that. If that's a potential reason, shame on the committee. And I mean, and that's why I felt as though that they felt to to to, to pressure a public opinion in, in doing so because there was nothing you can say about Ohio State and the way that they played against Wisconsin. That was something that that I had discussed with with uh, some other people last week. Where what happens if Ohio State blows out Wisconsin? 
there was some circles there because there was no way in the world no one believed that Ohio State was going to beat Wisconsin with a third-string quarterback. Nobody thought that. Right. And And same here. I I didn't think that. Neither did I. And then something else was brought up to me. What happens if the game is a blowout, but it's basically because Ohio State creates a a ton of turnovers and it's not because of Ohio State's offense? Do you – do you go ahead and you award Ohio State a higher spot or the spot into the playoffs because the defense played well? Or do you go ahead and hold them out because the defense played well, but the third-string quarterback mm-hmm. did not? You know, so it, mm-hmm. it, a lot of variables were thrown out there and played out there. But the one variable no one wanted to believe was the fact that Ohio State's offense, and, 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 and kudos to Urban Meyer because I've heard a lot of He's sports reporters, well, not just out coach, but I've heard uh, uh, sports reporters that Thursday before the game laugh at Urban yeah. Meyer and the Ohio State staff when they said that this guy, the third-string quarterback, was as good as the number one guy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. The number one guy being uh, Braxton Miller, right? Yes. 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 Because okay. there, there were some sneakers when they said that JT was as good as Braxton. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. I remember my saying that. Yeah. You know, and he came out and he played well. So when, when, when JT went down and, and, and the third string guy came in, he basically mm-hmm. said, he's not only as good as JT, but he's as good as Braxton. People laughed and laughed and laughed. I speak with a little bit. I was like, wow, this dude has confidence in this third-string quarterback. Let's see what happens. But this Ohio State team, not only did they play well offensively, but the defense was able to do something that hadn't been done in, in over a year, which is mm-hmm. hold Melvin Gordon to under 100 yards. The last time he was held to under 100 yes. was November 30th of last year. He wow. had never rushed under – he had only rushed under 120 yards, I think that is, three times this year. Wow. Exactly. So wow. that was the <laughs> – not only did the offense play well, but the defense played well, and I felt as though they should have been number four, and I thought that they were going to knock FSU out. But, like I said, they were too. Yeah. And I, I thought the committee was going to be punks. Uh, well, I didn't think the committee was going to be punks and go ahead and just drop TCU three spots. But, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, right. had this been top four last week, okay, but it wasn't. Right. I, you know what? I think this is what I think, too. And I agree with everything what you said, by the way. I, I agree with your point. Here's the deal, though. I think the the, 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 the committee got cute and bumped TCU ahead of uh, Florida State after Florida State each got a win against Boston Co- over Boston College. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and they just completely, I don't know if they disrespected or forgot about or still held the Virginia Tech loss against them, Ohio State. They, 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 they slept on them. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, to your point, no one, and I mean, no one thought that Ohio State, well, first of all, no one thought that Ohio State could rebound against, like, like from the loss against Virginia Tech the way they did, first of all. Mm-hmm. Second of all, mm-hmm. 
Second of all, no one in the hell outside of maybe Florida State fan, I mean not Florida State, Ohio State fan thought that they had a chance in hell against a thought it was a good Wisconsin team going to the game with their third string quarterback. When mm-hmm. that kid JT Barrett went down against Michigan, I'm thinking, oh, it's a wrap. They're not being Wisconsin next week. And I think a lot of people <laughs> thought that. But exactly. lo and behold, I'm like, and, and, and I remember Michael Smith talking to uh, Jamel uh, Hill on, on his and hers, saying that, hey, you know, he because he was afraid of Florida State would get bumped out. You know, it was pretending that they that would be left in no matter what happened with Ohio State. I'm like, there's no way Ohio State's going to, first of all, win and blow out Wisconsin. But like I said, mm-hmm. they didn't just curb stop Wisconsin. They violated it. That's it was a straight violation. And when that ha- when I went down, when I was watching the score, because I watched the game, watched Florida State, I was like, there's no way that the community can keep them out. They, they, they can't mm-hmm. keep Ohio State out now. They can't keep them out. Mm-hmm. Because to see that curb stubble with a third-string quarterback, it would be criminal to keep a house down. <laughs> okay, so what's the cover? So 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 what's the easier way to go go out? Like 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 what's the what's the easier route for them? I would knock out the defending national champs, undefeated, like the only undefeated team for a Power Five conference, or about a, a, a squad whose conference is not playing conference championship mm-hmm. and was named co-champion by a stupid ass Bob Bolster. The latter was inexplicable. Even though well, ODU was inexplicably ranked third to begin with, so that was the easier way to go out for, for the committee, and we are. Exactly. But you already know how I feel about co-champions. I do. And I, and I agree with you. It's stupid. <laughs> it's very stupid. It's asinine. <laughs> I could go on and on. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, why not have a... Uh, why not have a have a participation award? If you on that co-champion bullshit, come on now. You know what? So, with that said, I haven't spoken yeah. to you since we had the HBCU uh, college football roundup, and that was yeah. the week before what I like to call the travesty, uh, aka the five-way tie in the MEAC. That yeah. has never been done before that I've seen so far. I'm still looking through the history books. It has never been done in uh, FCS football where a uh, conference has named five teams co-champion, let alone that's, that's five a, teams in an 11-team conference co-champions. But that's I digress. I thought I had to get that out of my system as well. Uh, no, that's okay. Still, it, it still kind of stings. The commission should be fired, by the way, for doing that, but go ahead. Yeah, that's another story for another day. That's not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we'll draw on that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know that you want to talk about it, and I think that we should probably move on to that conversation as well in, in terms of what's going yeah. on within the Big 12 and, and, and TCU and Baylor is whether or not they should have a conference championship game. Now, I completely agree with you. Go ahead, man up, name a champion. And if you feel as though that you should do it, go ahead, do your championship game. But that doesn't necessarily fix all of the problems because at that point, what you have now is all five, and that is the the, the five power, the power five, right? The the power five conferences, the Big Uh Ten, Big Twelve, 
Pac-12, ACC, and SEC all having championship games playing for four spots. So yeah. that's going to have to be a situation. Even if, if what we had this year was to happen, if the, the, if the Big 12 were to have a championship game, we would mm-hmm. still have what we have actually today. Where it will be a sure. situation where okay. Baylor and TCU, teams that are what, uh, would have been three and five, would be yes. going head up. And the winner of that game potentially being left out of the championship talks or, or the, the playoff talks. Or mm-hmm. a situation where the winner of that game knocks Florida State out of the top four. Mm. So there would mm. still be conversation where where someone would be mad at at the end of the day where someone who felt as though that their team should have been in but didn't make it in. Now, how ugly would that have been mm. if the Big 12 would have had a, play, uh, a championship game? Yes. Yes. Well, because you because you can't deny – the, the winner between the number three and number five teams out of the playoffs. That's ridiculous. As ridiculous as it is to keep an undefeated team out, it's even more ridiculous to keep the winner of a three and five team out. And then it's kind of ridiculous to keep Ohio State out for what they did to the number 13 team. Right. So it just creates a whole another bowl of, uh, of, of bag of worms, if you may. Well, they, you know, the conference commissioners came up with the system. <laughs> they knew good and damn well. They knew good and damn well that someone was going to was going to get left out when yeah. they came up with the top four. And by the way, I I love the top four. As much as I want to be a glutton for football and want to expand it out to eight, I think they would like kind of dilute the regular season a little bit because, frankly, the top eight instead of like top four. I don't think any of the uh, conference championship games over the weekend would have much impact. That's just me. Uh, because no. if that's the case, Mississippi State would have almost qualified because I think they're sitting at eight. And, uh-huh. you know, I mean, you know, and granted, you know, a lot of the teams, those teams that played, like Georgia Tech, Wisconsin, Missouri, um, they have a, they wouldn't have a chance in hell to make the uh, top eight unless they won and got a lot of help. So, mm-hmm. either way, you would have been stuck in the same scenario. So why 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 not dilute it? I mean, why dilute? I should say. So I like yeah. that four the way it is. Please keep it at four. Do not expand that shit to eight. <laughs> well, you know well, but you know what? I'm more of an advocate the other way. I completely agree with you. Okay. There's no need for eight. And, and I've seen a lot of people start screaming uh, since Sunday, oh, my God, we need to do eight. We need to do eight. I'm more of a fan of 24. Now, I understand that a lot of the championship games then wouldn't necessarily count with the exception of seeding and who potentially gets a bye. But I feel right. as though that even though there still will be questions, especially if you leave, matter of fact, it doesn't matter how many teams you have in. Two, four, eight, 28, 64, 104. If there's a selection committee process involved, somebody's going to get shunned 
unless you put everybody in. And somebody's going to be mad right. because of the process. So that the process has to be simplified and clarified to the point where we go into the season, we know what everyone needs to do, this is what you need to do in order to get the playoffs. Right. There's there's no more conversation about what else needs to be done. After that's mm. done, then you know it's it's for champions get in, and then I guess certain benchmarks need to be made. How is that, how are you going to figure that out? And, mm. and and that's the only way that you can have a true playoff system without criticism ever happen, but that'll never happen. Well, you know what? I always said this, too. And, again, I'm against the whole principle of expanding the field, but if they want a, quote, unquote true playoff, expand that shit to 10. Buck 16, just keep it at 10. That way, have all five, I'm sorry, all 10, like, FBS conference champions play. Have them all you know play. what? Give like 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 give the top two seeds a buy, numbers makes one into a buy, okay. Uh-huh. Have the have the highest seed teams host the first round, and then the like 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 the what and that'll go to what semifinals after that, and then uh-huh. have the final game. If they want if they want a true playoff, that's how a true playoff is. Have every one of the. Um, of the uh, conference champions, all ten of that that includes the group, the group of five, compete. But that will never happen. You know why? Because that would require the big boys, the top five, to split the pot with the like with the uh, with the little guys. And that's just never going to happen. So. Well, that's that's reason number one. Actually, yeah, that's reason number okay. one because it all comes down to money and politics. It all right. comes down to money and politics. Ask UAB. With that, <laughs> moving on past that, because that's a whole other monster in itself. That's but, a whole other podcast in itself, bro. Oh, my God. And the more I hear about the UAB situation, the uglier it gets. But yes. the reason why that wouldn't work in teams in terms of having conference champions all get in is because you would have teams like uh, Georgia Tech, uh, yeah. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arizona. You would have all of those teams, uh, TCU, Baylor this year. You would all have them in their fan base best because you have teams like Marshall that play in in a very weak conference USA make it in solely because of the fact that they play in a weak conference. And you have these other teams who are like, you know what, we play in a tougher conference, we have a tougher schedule, why is it that this week team, even though they are a conference champion, why is it that they can get in, but we can't? Mm. You know, we, we we feel as though that we play tougher competition, we should be able to compete for a national title before they can. So that that, right. that because of that right there, that would never happen. Even though it's a good idea in theory, just to have the the, the champions play, it'll never happen because right. you would have people. Or, or institutions and their fan base of those that are in the Power Five that don't win championships complain. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. I mean, it comes down to what's perceived as fairness. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you have Marshall, 
we're picking on Marshall right now, but Mark the example Marshall playing the conference USA, you know, beating Louisiana the immortal Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Uh, Texters or whatever. And yeah. you know, I mean and plus who else? Like and I like Boise State, as much as I like Boise State, but still it's the Mountain West. The Mountain West is is good, but it's not better than it's not better than the end of the Power Five Cup. And exactly. the goes to the Mac. You know, again, a good conference that plays good football, but mm-hmm. it's not it's not the SEC. So True. point being is that you know you have all all those 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 fans from the Baylor, from the TCU, or whoever got the short end of that stick, um, bitching about those things. So you're right. I'm just saying, to me, it comes down to money, but also, I guess to your point, the fairness issue as well. So, I guess the little guys are being kept out for the time being, unless they have a really good season schedule, folks. But speaking of scheduling, folks, that's another huge beef I had with the, with, with, with with both TCU and Baylor in particular. Not the whole of the pack. I mean, I saw the Big 12. Um, mm-hmm. But take a look at Baylor's out-of-conference schedule, folks. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean Bay- Baylor. It wasn't exactly like a murderous row, you know. You know, it, I mean, who did they play? They traveled to Buffalo. They, they, they traveled <laughs> to Buffalo. They played the immortal Buffalo Bulls from the map. Okay, mm-hmm. I mean, come on now. Come on, dude. you know. I what? mean, and who else? And 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 and, and let's see. SMU, oh wow. Northwestern State, that's a barn burner. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, oh, come yeah. on now. Hey. Baylor, there's no excuse for that. You know what? The same could be said about SEC teams. If you look at the top SEC teams, they're out of schedule, or their out of conference schedule is pretty piss poor, too, in comparison to some other conferences. But the excuse that is always tossed out is the fact that the SEC is the end-all, be-all, best conference in the nation, and they all have to face one another. So that's why this year the schedule is always so high because they uh, – uh, yeah, we, we saw that just not this past weekend, but the prior weekend when the ACC basically ran through the SEC. Yeah, yeah. Even though they, they all they all like to say, where was the SEC East? Well, they weren't as good. Uh, they're not the better teams in the SEC. All that's technically true. But since you're the big, bad SEC, you went winless against the, the quote, quote, little brother that was the ACC. So shut yeah. up. Stop making excuses. You can't have it both ways. And keep you, it can. you can't. <laughs> you can't. You really can't. And then if you want to take it to, you know, comparing ACC to SEC West, this whole divisional thing with with the SEC is is hilarious to me because we really did just watch Florida State defeat uh, SEC West team just last January. Actually, this January. We really did. We did see that, right? I'm just saying that that did happen. That did happen. Oklahoma's curve stopped Alabama in the Super Bowl last year. That That happened, too. So don't don't beat your chest, SEC <laughs> West. I mean, you guys have taken some L's. I mean, I understand where the respect comes from in terms of them winning seven national championships 
uh, in this millennium, you know, millennium is 14 years old, so that's half of them. So they've earned that respect. But don't get too cocky because, you know, you've taken some lumps. You've taken some lumps and taken some lumps recently. So uh, that's why I, I, I always say when speaking about the SEC, especially the SEC West, if they are as strong as people say that they are. Yeah. Because they only, up, up until January, they only beat up against each other. That's it. They, they, they really don't right. play anybody outside of conference. I will say this, out of fairness, Auburn really, I have been really the only one that really did step out of outcome skills. I mean, they played, they, they went to Kansas State, they mm-hmm. ran out loud, and won. A very tough game and a very tough, uh, yeah, against a very tough opponent in Kansas State. So give Auburn props for scheduling up. LSU typically schedules up as well. Remember that one season where they, they went to the national championship and lost to Alabama, but that same year they played West Virginia on the road with Geno Smith, I think, was playing. Um, mm-hmm. And I forget who else. I think they played at Wisconsin. That year, mm. uh, I'm just I'm just guessing. I'm guessing it now. I know they play West Virginia. They play at West Virginia that year, um, and they went from outside of the top 15, I think, maybe top 10, so top 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 15, all the way to number one, and rightfully so. They they earned it. But Alabama this year, the toughest our conference opponent was West Virginia at the early at the beginning of, uh, of the year at Georgetown. So I'll give Alabama a little bit of credit. Well, even though West Virginia wasn't the barn bird, like wasn't world beaters, but they were pretty good this season. They were, I think they finished with seven to eight wins, so they were they were pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but Florida Atlantic, Southern Miss, West Carol, Western Carolina, especially, get the fuck out of here. So, no. uh, <laughs> <laughs> y'all can do better than that. Your Bama, you can do better than exactly. that. Come on now, they're coming out. I mean, meanwhile, you got Boston College. I know we've been picking on Boston College all year. Um, they uh, they they beat SC. Mm-hmm. Southern Cal, even though Southern Cal underachieved too, but Southern Cal has athletes. Team like Boston College has no damn business beating SC. I don't care if they played in 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 Chester Hill, Massachusetts. They have no business winning that game. You know, Virginia, and I'm I'm not going to pull Skip Bayless and go almost or if. But they played a damn good game against UCLA to start the season. If the Sean Corbett hadn't threw, threw up all, hadn't thrown up all over himself and cost the team twenty one points, they would have won it. Mm-hmm. So my point being is, you, you, you can't make blanket statements about conferences and no. not have ad, and, and and not and not be adequate in your own house. And that's my only beef I have with SEC fans that they like to toss that around. But keep in mind, yo, 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 yeah, to schedule a house if you will. It's not in order. <laughs> but I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna go on that tangent of bashing conferences. The whole fact of the matter, the whole point is, is that you know, you've got to schedule up, and I, that's why I like the four teams set up because the committee sent the message at Baylor's expense, and to some extent, TCU's as well. Got to schedule mm-hmm. up. Period, point blank, and discussion. You, you have to schedule up. There's no excuse. Can't like play cupcakes anymore. So, gotta be. 
You know what? Now that I think about it, and this is this is a, uh, an angle that really, really but it, it really didn't hurt an SEC team that that, that you think okay. about it this way. Uh, last week, when TCU moved up to the three, that was the week that ACC, not the ACC, but the SEC basically played all of their cupcakes. Well, not the right. Actually, no, that was two weeks ago, right? When when yeah. all of the big SEC schools played a bunch of cupcakes and basically uh, did that before they started having the 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 conference championship game. So that's SEC need to pay attention too because they they have a, a history of scheduling cupcakes late in the season. So that's something that they need to be aware of. But uh, I'm I'm starting to think that that SEC championship game will probably end up erasing all of that as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so there you go. So that's why. So the question is, okay, um, if, if even if the Big 12 does, if the Big 12 decides to expand just so that they can have a conference championship, who should the two be? I'm thinking that Cincinnati is a, and BYU. That is a fantastic question. Um, sadly, at this moment, I wouldn't be able to give you an answer. Um, the things Fine. that I would say that would have to to be to, that would have to be taken into consideration, of course, has to be. Uh, I'm guessing travel, in terms of closeness and proximity to the rest of the teams that are in that conference. Mm-hmm. And potentially someone who is staunch enough to compete in the conferences that they already in, but probably aren't good enough to really dominate those conferences. Possibility that those teams will have to come from another Power Five conference. I don't know. Oh wow! That's my thought. I doubt very seriously if it happens. I, I know, of course, it won't come from anybody in the Pac-12. And right now, I know it won't come from SEC because of the, the fact that they have the network. It's a possibility yeah. that you're right, going to make come from the ACC, and that school could potentially be Louisville. But the thing that hurts the Big, the big 12 in that is basketball and the fact that Louisville mm. – it's such a basketball. Well, they played great basketball as well, national champions uh, not too long ago. That they're going to want to compete in the ACC with that. Um, so that's why I'm thinking that maybe uh, 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 Louisville doesn't go. BYU potentially, maybe even Boise State. Hmm. Hmm. You know, I wrote a rant a few years ago when the whole conference expansion thing was going on um, uh-huh. about why at the time, I, I think it was, this is was, this, this was a year where, ah, uh, shit, where, where Syracuse and Pitt announced that they should go to ACC when Texas A&M and Missouri made it, announced that they should leave for the, the Big 12, by the way, to the SEC, when mm-hmm. the when Colorado 
like made us just go to the Pac-12 and the basket to the Big Ten and whatnot. Um, I was like, like you know, after the Big 12 survived the, the absorption, if you will, of the Pac-12, mm-hmm. um, the Pac, which is the Pac-10 uh, at the time, um, why they should take at the time Boise State. Boise State was a powerhouse. And, it, you know, everything's all about football now. That's where the money is. So uh-huh. why not have – I mean, I was, I was picturing Chris Peterson – then coach the Boise State Club against Matt Brown, going up against Bob Stoops, going up against uh, really, really, really those two schools. Um, that was running shit. But just the idea of, of having those book three football powers in the same conference, it would have been win-win because it would have helped expand the Big 12 footprint, and it would have helped Boise State. It would help Boise State a little more. Let's, I, mean, I, I, I just be honest about because Boise State would have picked up more recruits, you know, because they could recruit to something in Oklahoma and Texas and claim that hey, we're playing these guys now, so uh, I want to join this school. But that, but of course, that ship has long sailed. I, I think I think Boise State may it still is a, it's a decent idea, but I think if you read the tea leaves. And not that I go to ESPN for guys are all things stuff, but but I it looks like Cincinnati and BRU because this West Virginia is probably bitching right now. I haven't bitched for the last few seasons about being left out on the island and then having travel vouchers provided to them by the Big Twelve because their the the closest opponent is Iowa State, which is like over two thousand miles away. Okay, mm-hmm. and you know. West Virginia is not a Midwest school, as as are it, 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 it's Big Twelve rivals. Not a true Midwestern school anyway. I think I think West Virginia is more of a Southern school. But uh, be that as it may, I just I just don't see West Virginia being left on the island like on the island anymore. And they'll face they'll force the conference Big Twelve conference to take this daddy. BYU, and I heard some reports of maybe Cincinnati and Memphis. John Stark's in a hard to And who else? Hello? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Okay. You hear me? No, I heard Cincinnati, and who was the other school? Um, Cincinnati and BYU, but some people yesterday are saying Memphis. Uh, Memphis. Oh, okay. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Memphis, why Memphis? I mean, maybe for the market, I guess, but but then again, people in Memphis probably care more about Ole Miss football than Memphis football. That's just my guess. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, actually, even Memphis. I would say Memphis is, is rather interesting. The fact that you brought uh-huh. up Colorado actually. Uh, it was interesting because they they once were Big Twelve, right? Right, they, they were Big Twelve. Yeah, so part of the Big Eight. You know, potentially them going back is is, is something to, to to think about and potentially address. Um, hmm, you, you know, I, like I said before, I, I really have no idea of of how that would work out. 
or who would, with, with, through, with, through would potentially go. But the, the, the schools that we've named so far sound like uh, relatively decent candidates for football, especially, with the exception of maybe yeah. Memphis. You know, I don't, I don't know what Memphis is doing as of right now, football-wise, but um, it's a possible. Yeah, see. Yeah, it, it, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I'm thinking that it's a possibility that, that Memphis, actually not a possibility, I know that it would, Memphis would, would aid them basketball-wise. But that's another story for another day. But th- that, that would be interesting sure. that they, depending upon what their motive would be in, in expansion, would it be because they want to post up football or do they want to go ahead and bring in something that will post up both? Hmm. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm here's here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, to be honest with you, and and and, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I kind of have to go with our college football playoff predictions. But mm-hmm. I think the Big Twelve is is one Texas University of Texas implosion or history still away from breaking up. Because keep in mind. Keep in mind that back when that whole thing went down, almost went down five, six years ago, I guess, that um, maybe less than that, but where the Pac-12 almost became the Pac-16. And mm-hmm. the only thing that kept the Pac-12 from becoming the Pac-16 was 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 Texas Longhorns. They didn't want to lose the Longhorn Network. That was the deal. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was the only reason why the only whimsical Texas Longhorn team away from breaking up again because it's going to come up time and time and again. That's why I think it's going to happen. Mm. <laughs> but you're speechless. <laughs> I am because I, I remember that. I remember that we were talking about this huge potential power conference happening. And the fact that it almost did was 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 interesting to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So let me get you out here on this. Um, okay. College football playoff predictions. Who you got? Hmm. I have. Wow. Uh, the Alabama Ohio State game. That's going to be the uh, Sugar Bowl game, right? Yes, sir. Hmm. Interesting. God, this is a toughie for me, actually, because my mind was to say take Alabama. Hmm. But <laughs> my nuts were to say take the Buckeyes. How ironic. Um. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limit and say they got it's January, right? So they got a couple of months. Um. Wow, Saban versus Myers. Talk about an old SEC throwback. Um, yeah. Hmm. It's kind of early, but I'm going to actually take Ohio State over Alabama, and I'm taking Oregon wow. over FSU. Wow, you got the all-upset Final Four, or Final Two, rather. Yes, and, and the reason why I'm taking Oregon over FSU is because of the fact that they're playing in the West Coast. It's a possibility this yeah. one may be a track meet for um, for Oregon. Uh, 
I've heard FSU fans say for the past couple of weeks, the one thing that they did not want to do is go out to California and play Oregon, and that's exactly what they're going to have to do. So that means they've yeah. got a lot to prove. Mind you, they've played top five teams, even though uh, Notre Dame turned out to be not to be a top 25 team at all. But yeah, they've no played frog. top teams. No yeah. yeah. <laughs> they exactly. They, they, they play teams tough all year long. But I'm thinking this is this is the game, sadly, FSU that, that you may get exposed. And this is coming from a, a former FSU fan and 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 and, and it's just gonna be hard for me to watch if that actually happens. I'll be rooting for FSU, but I have a strange feeling that Oregon may take it to them. So look for Oregon versus Ohio State in the uh, the championship game. Right. Well, here's my prediction. Here's my prediction. Okay. Well, first of all, Alabama, Ohio State, I think that's going to be a better game than people realize. I think some people may be saying this is where midnight will, will strike for Ohio State because, you know, it's the juggernaut that's, the, that's Alabama. The SEC mm-hmm. propaganda comes behind it. But in all seriousness, you can't count Nick Saban in games like this. You just can't. Um, mm-hmm. And the fact that they're playing in the, in the Sugar like 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 in the Sugar Bowl down in New Orleans, that's a de facto home game for them because New Orleans is not that far from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. No, it's not far from the state of Alabama border. Period. You know, because keep in mind, a lot of people in Alabama love them Saints. So. You know, there's a coalition there. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I, I think that Alabama gets some home cooking and beats Ohio State by double digits. It won't be a curve stomping. Wow. It won't be a, a, a blow. I'm thinking 13 points at least. I think mm. that I, I, I think that Nick Saban has something for them boys. And even though I'm looking forward, I'm solving, looking my chops over this matchup of, of two coaches, in their prime, offense versus defense versus offense, statement versus buyer. I think that the whole Super Bowl, Superdome thing in New Orleans, I think that Alabama's death, I think that Alabama's size and speed will overwhelm the Buckeyes. Again, mm-hmm. if you're curve stomping, they, they'll win by double digits. Going over to the, to, to the Rose Bowl, I was thinking I've been, I've been I'm worried for Florida State, and I'm I'm tempted to pick I've been tempted to pick Oregon many 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 times since the parents came out. But of course, Stephen A. Smith. However, <laughs> I'm gonna throw some things at you. Okay, okay. played this us against the world card a long time. They started yeah, yeah. midway last year when people found the schedule. Instead of they'll get beat by SEC teams in the, in the in, in, like in the national uh, championship game because Auburn has because the Auburn Tigers to actually play people in Florida they have not and mm-hmm. and and, and Carol over to this season I mean hell three one lost teams once jumped them okay and uh, one of those teams has bounced out since then but still now you're gonna have them go. 
and play as if that's a road game in the Rose Bowl against Oregon. But here's where I think Florida State has the edge. They know no one has any love for them. They know that people are counting on Jameis Winston. They know that people are waiting for Florida State and Jimbo Fisher to fall on their faces. They know that. Mm-hmm. And they've been winning games all year, taking best shots from the toughest rivals and its arch rival in Florida. And I'll tell you what, Oregon may be flashing the offense, but their defense can't stop a nose. Let's be honest. Let's pause face to face. They can't stop shit. The reason why, the reason why Oregon has not lost, to, I mean, has beaten teams by no less than maybe 20 points, it's because out of the deep state, the, the teams they face, A, is not talented offensively as they are, and B, they didn't have a good defense. Florida State will get most of their key defensive players back by the Rose Bowl. It's been escaped me. He's a nose tackle for Florida State who got injured early in the season. But mm-hmm. they're going to get a lot of their defensive line back to go along with Mario Edwards instead of at left at defensive end. They're going to get their linebackers back. And Oregon's defense has not seen the Jameis Winston experience. The good Jameis Winston experience, not the bad one. Mm. The good Jameis Winston experience. They haven't seen Dalvin Cook. They haven't seen Rashad yeah. Green. They haven't mm-hmm. seen uh, Jack Nixon's grandson, Nick O'Leary. They haven't seen their offensive line. This is going to be new for Oregon. This is going to mm. be very new for Oregon. Oregon, this is, uh, this is the first time Oregon faced a team with athletes. Okay? Team official knows how to recruit. So, this is this Oregon. This is a whole new world for Oregon, okay. Mm-hmm. And if Oregon does win, if Oregon does win, then I'm gonna go and say it. They'll win a national championship. If they beat Florida mm-hmm. State, if they beat Florida State, they're winning it all because that's the that's the first time Oregon has faced a complete team like them. Again, I think that the whole Earth against the world. Will key in for Florida State. I think Florida State will come in pissed off. I think Florida State wants to stick it to the selection committee and the and the and the, and the so-called experts to say to, to downgrade the schedule, to downgrade their abilities if they play close games all year except for maybe the Virginia game and another one against the FCS school, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going to thank Oregon. It'd be close games, and that's what that's how Florida State does it. But I think yeah. Florida State's athleticism. I think Florida State speed. I think Florida State size will wear down Oregon. So there you go. As far as the national championship game, okay, I got Bama. I got Bama beating Florida State. It'll be a good one. But again, you can't count out Nick. You can't pick against Nick Saban. Mistakes are higher. So there you go. Okay. I, I will say I don't know if. Oregon has faced uh, defense as good as Florida State's defense. I will agree with you on that. And what the next couple of weeks, actually next month, will do will give Florida State that opportunity to go ahead and and, and think about everything that has happened this year in terms of the respect or lack thereof that has come, especially from the committee. But what I'm going to need Jameis Winston to do is sit down and 
shut up and stay out of damn trouble. Do you have a month of no football, nothing but practice? You don't get to see nobody else. Yes, sir. Stay the hell out of Riverdale. That's a Simpsons quote for those that don't know. Stay out of trouble, dude. Do nothing dumb. Please, your team needs you. And this is not the time, the next four weeks, to do something dumb. Just go ahead and focus on football and, and, and do whatever it is you need to do to help your team win with this championship. So, you know. Plain and simple. I like that. Or do or what Kevin Hawks once said, stop doing stupid shit. The exactly. Uh, <laughs> stop doing stupid exactly. shit, Janice. Hey, man, it should be fun. I'll be watching. I know yes, you've been watching it, too, so... Um, thanks a lot for joining me, bro. And we'll talk soon. No problem. But before we go, can I say this one last thing? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Congratulations to Jay Hobson and the Alcorn State Braves. This is the first time oh. that they've won the they've won the SWAC championship since having the great Air McNair. And nice. so it's been twenty years since that championship Damn. that they've won uh, a SWAC title. Uh, even that year, there was co-champions with Grambling. But the last time they won uh, the title outright was 1992 also with Steve McNair. The reason why they were able to do it was, once again, with a great QB and, and his name. You, you watch out for this dude. I think he's a junior, if I remember correctly. His name is John Gibbs, Jr. This dude John tallied Gibbs, up. Jr. John Gibbs, Jr. He tallied up 300 and 77 yards of offense by himself. 243 in the air, 132 on the ground, and three touchdowns by himself. This dude has played phenomenally all year long. Congratulations once again, Jay Hobson. He is the first ever white head coach in the SWAC to win a SWAC title. Go ahead. Go ahead, man. That's what I'm talking about. See? See? See, see white people is all good. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks a lot for the uh, for the good word, man. No problem. Thanks for letting me get my my that 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 pressure, that monkey on my chest, and, and turn to the Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, bro. That's what I'm here for. Take care, bro. So you do the same, but we'll see you later. All right, peace. That's our man, Dwayne Nash, breaking it down for us. Damn, I really enjoyed that. This has been, to me, by far, the best college football season in recent history. Recent memory, I should say. You got a real playoff for a change. Four teams. Last weekend has been very exciting. Conference championships. Sorry, TCU and Baylor. It's been a great regular season as well. Looking forward to both teams. Looking forward to New Year's Day when uh, the four teams of college football playoff play. Should be exciting. Looking forward to it. Again, this is Scott Burks. It's a clown. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in and all good stuff. A big old 60, y'all. Good night.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.